Section 40 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5, Section 40, Sir John Bowring. Sir John Bowring, 1792-1872 It will be the height of my ambition, once wrote Sir John Bowring to a friend, to do something which may connect my name with the literature of the age this desire was accomplished for the distinguished linguist scholar and diplomat of england rendered genuine service to literature by his translations of slavonic and oriental verses into the english tongue these were more than translations they were studies of the national song bowring was one of the first scholars to appreciate the beauty the importance and the charm of the traditional ballad and lyric those faithful records of the joys, sorrows, superstitions, and history of a people. In the various East European languages, or in Bowring's researches, bore such valuable fruit, embracing Bohemian, Polish, Russian, Hungarian, Servian, and Bulgarian. The race soul of these nations is preserved. Their wild mythology, their bizarre oriental color, their impassioned thought, their affections and traditions, and often the sorrows and ideals learned during centuries of vain wanderings and heavy oppressions. In this rich and romantic field, which has been assiduously cultivated since his time, Bowring was a pioneer. John Bowring, born on October seventeenth, 1792, came of an old Puritan family, long identified with the woolen trade. In the early days, he tells us, the Exeter merchants were mostly traveled men with a practical knowledge of other tongues, and the quay at Exeter was crowded with the ships of all nations. Thus his imagination was kindled by the visible links to faraway countries, and from intercourse with the emigrants of various nations he acquired the foundation of his brilliant linguistic attainments. In 1811 he went to London as clerk to a commercial house, which sent him to Spain in 1813, and subsequently to France, Belgium, Holland, Russia, and Sweden. Immediately on his return to London, he published the first of his translations, Specimens of the Russian Poets, 1820. In 1822 he published a second volume of Russian verse and a translation of Camiso's whimsical tale, Peter Schlemiel, and when, in 1824, his friend, Jeremy Bentham, founded the Westminster Review, Bowring became one of its editors. He contributed to its numerous essays on political and literary topics, one of which, on the literature of Finland, published in 1827, first brought the poetry of that country into notice. In 1849, he was sent on a mission to China. In 1854, was made plenipotentiary 
and knighted, and remained in China during the Taiping insurrection, being made governor of Hong Kong. In 1859 he resigned the post. With the exception of negotiating commercial treaties for England between the Hawaiian court and various European states, the remainder of his life was spent quietly in the pursuit of literary pleasures. Even in his old age he translated fugitive poetry, wrote essays on political, literary, and social questions of the hour, and frequently delivered lectures. He died November 23, 1872, in Exeter, within sight of his birthplace, under the shadows of the massive cathedral. In my travels, he said, I have never been very ambitious of the society of my countrymen, but have always sought that of the natives, and there are few men, I believe, who can bear a stronger or a wider testimony to the general kindness and hospitality of the human family when the means of intercourse exist. My experiences of foreign lands are everywhere connected with the most pleasing and the most grateful remembrances. In 1873, Lady Bowring published a memorial volume of sacred poetry, containing many of his popular hymns, and in 1877, his autobiographical recollections were published with a memoir by his son. Sir John Bowring was a natural linguist of the first order. He knew and spoke over a hundred languages, and affirmed that he often dreamed in foreign tongues. His friend, Tom Hood, humorously referred to his gifts in the following verse. To Bowring, man of many tongues, all over tongues like rumor, this tributary verse belongs to paint his learned humor. All kinds of gab he knows, I wis, from Latin down to Scottish. As fluent as a parrot is, but far more polyglottish. No grammar too obtruse he meets, however dark and verby. He gossips Greek about the streets, and often Russ in Irby. Strange tongues, whate'er you do them call, in short, the man is able to tell you what o'clock and all, the dialects of Babel. Take him on change in Portuguese, the Moorish and the Spanish, Polish, Hungarian, Tyrolese, the Swedish and the Danish. Try him with these and fifty such. His skill will never diminish, although you should begin in Dutch, and end, like me, in Finnish. Bowring was a member of many learned societies, and had honors and decorations without stint, including the Order of the White Elephant, the Swedish Order of the Northern Star, and the Order of Kamehameha the First. His publications are a Russian anthology, Matins and Vespers, Batavian Anthology, Ancient Poetry and Romances of Spain, Peter Schlemiel, Servian Popular Poetry, Specimens of the Polish Poets, Sketch of the Language and Literature of Holland, Poetry of the Magyars, Cheskian Anthology, Minor Morals, Observations on Oriental Plague and Quarantines, Manuscript of the Queen's Court, a collection of old Bohemian lyrical epic songs, Kingdom and People of Siam, a visit to the Philippine Islands, translations from Patofi, the Flowery Scroll, translation of a Chinese novel, and The Oak, a collection of original tales and sketches. He also edited the works of Jeremy Bentham. Of his translations, the Servian Anthology, 
has been the most admired for the skill and ease with which the wild beauty of the poems and their national spirit has been preserved at the time of its publication the collection of serbian popular poetry called Narodne srebski pizmi had just appeared and was the first attempt to put into literary form the ballads and lyric songs sung by the wandering minstrels and the people the cross of christ in the cross of christ i glory towering o'er the wrecks of time all the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime when woes of life o'ertake me hopes deceive and fears annoy never shall the cross forsake me lo it glows with peace and joy when the sun of bliss is beaming light and love upon my way from the cross the radiance streaming adds more lustre to the day bane and blessing pain and pleasure by the cross are sanctified peace is there that knows no measure joys that through all time abide in the cross of christ i glory towering o'er the wrecks of time all the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime watchman what of the night watchman tell us of the night what its signs of promise are traveller o'er yon mountain's height see that glory beaming star watchman doth its beauteous ray aught of hope or joy foretell traveller yes it brings the day promised day of israel watchman tell us of the night higher yet that star ascends traveller blessedness and light peace and truth its course portends watchman will its beams alone gild the spot that gave them birth traveller ages are its own and it bursts o'er all the earth watchman tell us of the night for the morning seems to dawn traveller darkness takes its flight doubt and terror are withdrawn watchman let thy wandering cease hie thee to thy quiet home traveller though the prince of peace lo the son of god is come him from the recesses of a lowly spirit my humble prayer ascends o father hear it upsoaring on the wings of fear and meekness forgive its weakness i know i feel how mean and how unworthy the trembling sacrifice i pour before thee what can i offer in thy presence holy but sin and folly for in thy sight who every bosom viewest cold are warmest vows and vain are truest thoughts of a harrying hour our lips repeat them our hearts forget them we see thy hand it leads us it supports us we hear thy voice it counsels and it courts us and then we turn away and still thy kindness pardons our blindness and still thy rain descends thy sun is glowing fruits ripen round flowers are beneath us blowing and as if man were some deserving creature joys cover nature oh how long suffering lord but thou delightest to win with love the wandering thou invitest by smiles of mercy not by frowns or terrors man from his errors who can resist thy gentle call appealing to every generous thought and grateful feeling that voice paternal whispering watching ever 
my bosom never father and saviour plant within that bosom these seeds of holiness and bid them blossom in fragrance and in beauty bright and vernal and spring eternal then place them in those everlasting gardens where angels walk and seraphs are the wardens where every flower that creeps through death's dark portal becomes immortal from louise de gongora not all nightingales they are not all sweet nightingales that fill with songs the flowery vales but they are little silver bells touched by the winds and smiling dells magic bells of gold in the grove forming a chorus for her i love think not the voices in the air are from the winged sirens fair playing among the dewy trees chanting their morning mysteries oh if you listen delighted there to their music scattered o'er the dales they are not all sweet nightingales that fill with songs the flowery vales but they are the little silver bells touched by the winds in the smiling dells magic bells of gold in the grove forming a chorus for her i love oh twas a lovely song of art to charm of nature to touch the heart sure twas some shepherd's pipe which played by passion fills the forest shade no tis music's diviner part which o'er the yielding spirit prevails they are not all sweet nightingales that fill with songs the flowery vales but they are the little silver bells touched by the winds in the smiling dells magic bells of gold in the grove forming a chorus for her i love in the eye of love which all things sees the fragrance breathing jasmine trees and the golden flowers in the sloping hill and the ever melancholy rill are full of holiest sympathies and tell of love a thousand tales they are not all sweet nightingales that fill with songs the flowery vales but they are the little silver bells touched by the winds in the smiling dells magic bells of gold in the grove forming a chorus for her i love from ancient poetry and romances of spain from john collar sonnet there came three minstrels in the days of old to the avric savage in their hands their own slavonian catharsis they hold and who are ye the haughty khan demands frowning from his barbaric throne and where say where your warriors where your sisters be we are slavonians monarch and come here from the far borders of the baltic sea we know no wars no arms to us belong we cannot swell your ranks tis our employ alone to sing the dear domestic song and then they touched their harps in doubtful joy slaves said the tyrant these to prison lead for they are precious hostages indeed from the Cheskian anthology from bagdanovich old russian song what to the maiden has happened what to the gem of the village ah to the gem of the village seated alone in her cottage tremblingly turned to the window ah ever turned to the window like the sweet bird in its prison pining and panting for freedom ah how tis pining for freedom crowds of her youthful companions come to console the loved maiden ah to console the loved maiden 
smile then our sister be joyful clouds of dust cover the valley ah see they cover the valley smile then our sister be joyful list to the hoof-beats of horses oh to the hoof-beat of horses then the maid looked through the valley saw the dust clouds in the valley oh the dust clouds in the valley heard the hoof-beats of the horses hurried away from the cottage oh to the valley she hurries welcome oh welcome thou loved one see she has sunk on his bosom oh she has sunk on his bosom now all her grief has departed she has forgotten the window oh quite forgotten the window now her eye looks on her loved one beaming with brightness and beauty oh tis all brightness and beauty from specimens of the russian poets from bobrov the golden palace sung at midnight in the greek churches the last week before easter the golden palace of my god towering above the clouds i see beyond the cherub's bright abode higher than angels thoughts can be how can i in those courts appear without a wedding garment on conduct me thou life-giver there conduct me to thy glorious throne and clothe me with thy robes of light and lead me through sin's darksome night my saviour and my god from specimens of the russian poets from dmitriev the dove and the stranger stranger why mourning there so sad thou gentle dove dove i mourn unceasing mourn my vanished love stranger what has thy love then fled or faithless proved dove ah no the sportsman murdered him i loved stranger unhappy one beware that sportsman's nigh dove oh let him come or else of grief i die from specimens of the russian poets from sarbrisky sapphics to a rose intended to be used in the garlands for decorating the head of the virgin mary rose of the morning in thy glowing beauty bright as the stars and delicate and lovely lift up thy head above thy earthly dwelling daughter of heaven wake for the watery clouds are all dispersing zephyr invites thee frosts and snows of winter all are departed and favonian breezes welcome thee smiling rise in thy beauty wilt thou form a garland round the fair brow of some beloved maiden pure though she be unhallowed temple never floweret shall wear thee thou shouldst be wreathed in coronal immortal thou shouldst be flung upon a shrine eternal thou shouldst be twined among the golden ringlets of the pure virgin from specimens of the polish poets end of section 40 recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida